Welcome everyone to the loan officer sales training with the mortgage calculator. So today we're going to be talking about closing and post-closing. Now we're not going to be talking about the logistics of actually doing this. We're going to be talking about this from a sales aspect as far as what we're going to do as the loan officer on the more sales side of things. So let me go ahead and get into it here. First thing on my list is to manage expectations. That's first and foremost with your borrower. Manage the expectations of the closing, when the closing will be, uh, you know, what it's going to take to close. And this goes all the way back to the beginning of the transaction, right? I'm talking about well before we're even at, you know, the point of closing. You need to manage the expectations of the borrower and make sure they understand the time frame in which we may be closing if you're early enough in the process to where you don't have an appraisal yet and things like that, make sure to manage their expectations of we don't know when the closing could possibly be because we don't know when the appraisal is going to come back necessarily. So it goes all the way back to that of managing expectations all the way up to the actual closing and managing their expectations of what's going to happen at the closing. That is what's going to make us a consultant is these little things, you know, when we string them all together, making people feel comfortable with what's going on, making them feel informed. Most people, you know, have never gone through this process or maybe only gone through it once. And so it's important for us who are the people who do it every day and know exactly what's happening to make sure that we inform the client and, you know, let them know what they're going to expect and or what they should expect and manage their expectations from start to finish of a loan and then also at closing. Now, as the loan officer, although we're not actually setting the closing date necessarily, obviously title is involved in this and stuff, but we need to help coordinate it, right? We're the one that it, the borrowers are borrower, right? And our client. So we don't want to just leave them hanging out there and just say, oh, title will let you know or whatever, right? We want to be proactive. We want to communicate. We want to make sure that we're talking to our client about it. Uh, a lot of loan officers out there, they'll just say, oh, here, it's passed on to the closing department and title will deal with it. And I'm not even going to talk to my client about it and it'll just happen, right? And they're on to the next one. Well, Again, as consultants, we want to make sure that we're helping coordinate everything, making sure our client understands who's helping coordinate it. A lot of borrowers won't even know what title is or title does or that that's where the closing is going to happen or you know anything like that, right? So we want to make sure we manage their expectations and also help coordinate the closing and don't just throw the file off and think somebody else is going to do everything and then you're just going to get sent a check, right? We're going to be involved in every aspect of the transaction. Now, does that mean you have to be a closing coordinator or, you know, the closing department? Obviously not, but you want to be involved in the process from start to finish. Now, here's a big one. We want to attend the closing if possible. Now, I know a lot of us, especially at the mortgage calculator, deal with a lot of leads you know, and we may not know these people in person, we may not be dealing, you know, in the same area. But if it is in our area, and it's at all possible, we want to attend the closing. That's a really big one. 
Now we're face to face with our clients. We're there. We're a part of the transaction. And, you know, we're available to help clear anything up. Now, if we cannot attend the closing, we need to make sure that we're available. When we know that closing date, right, we need to make sure, okay, I know I need to be available today. My, I need to be able to answer the phone today. I need to be able to answer emails today because I have a closing. So if anything happens, if there's any issues, if the client has any questions, we need to be available. Some people are sitting at the closing table having questions for their loan officers going, wait, this doesn't look right. I thought we talked about something else. And guess what? The loan officer is nowhere to be found. You can't conduct business like that, right? You are their consultant through this whole transaction. And, you know, especially like a refinance, there's no realtor involved either. There's just nobody for them to ask questions. The one person that they know and that they were dealing with is MIA when it's time to actually put pen to paper, right? So that's a big deal that if we can attend the closing, we want to. But if we can't attend the closing, we need to make sure that we're available. We need to make sure, again, we're coordinating the closing so we know the exact closing date. We know where they're going to be signing. Are they sending out a notary to the person or are they going to the title office in person? Is it a rare circumstance where they're, they will allow an online notary? That's, you know, kind of a, a difficult situation and not every title company and not every investor and lender will allow that, but it does happen sometimes. But we need to know when is it closing? How is it closing? What should our borrower expect? And then letting our borrower know too, hey, I'm here. If you have any questions while you're signing the documents, you give me a call. And I will walk you through it again, making our clients feel comfortable, making them feel informed, making them feel like we are there for them and that we're not just leaving them hanging and saying, hey, cool, I got a check. You go, go close your deal. I got my check coming. I don't need to worry about this anymore. Right. And the next thing on my bullet point here is loans are not closed until they're closed and funded. And so this is another reason why. We have to make sure that we're doing everything I just said here on this list because it's not closed until it's closed. Scheduling the closing is not closing alone. There's so many loan officers out there that even if they do these things that we're talking about, when it gets to the closing and they go, oh, closing scheduled, we're good to go. And they're just, they're just checked out after that, right? Well, there is a ton of loans that go bad at the closing table. There's loans that even close and then get unclosed. And there's loans that even get funded and then get unfunded. So a loan is not closed until it's closed and funded. But even then, there still can be issues. And if you, as the loan officer, are not there to answer questions, the probability of these things happening is going to be much higher. Because a lot of the times, this is going to have to do with the client not understanding something or having a question about something or trying to say that they weren't aware of something. And now the loan has to unclose. When I first got into this industry, I had no idea that you could unclose a loan, but it happens all the time, right? You can unclose a loan and even not fund the loan or unfund the loan. So that really blew my mind when I got into the industry. So I say that to say to all the loan officers out there, 
the deal is not done until it's done. And even after it's done, there's also post-closing, which we're going to talk about here in a second. So you are never done. And remember, with us, we're never done anyways because we're always going to be following up with the client and stuff like that, right? So that brings me to my next slide here of what are we going to do after the closing? So now we're talking about post-closing here, right? So we did manage our borrower's expectations. We were, you know, helping coordinate the closing, making sure we know when and where it is and that we're available to our clients, ask questions. And so now we closed. So first off, we want to congratulate and thank our client. That's number one. Congratulations on your new home or on your refinance. Uh, you know, thank you for placing your trust in me to be able to handle this transaction for you right? You want to make sure that's first and foremost, that's kind of an obvious one, right? You also want to use the closing as a success story. I've talked about this on previous trainings. That's why it's even better if you can go in person, because then you can do the whole, you know, take a picture with them at the title company. Uh, if it's a purchase, most title companies have like a big key sign that they hold up saying they just bought their home and a good loan officers and good realtors will be there to take those pictures with them. And then what do you do with those pictures? You post them everywhere. You use it as a success story. We've talked about this in the past as far as the most popular things you can post on social media are things like this, a success story. That's the best content that you can have. And you can reuse this content, right? You can still pull it back up later and say, you know, I'm just, I'm so glad I was able to help, you know, whoever with this closing, get their own home. It's not that you just can post it once. You can post it later as well. There's nothing wrong. You're not, uh, you know, violating something because it didn't happen that day or that you already posted it. That's good content to post forever. So, Either you are there and you get the picture or hopefully your client will take some kind of picture in front of their home with the keys or at the title company, whatever the case may be nowadays with how you know popular pictures and social media are. Typically, when somebody buys a house, they're going to post some type of picture. And if you can and have their permission, it's great to post something yourself and congratulate them. And that is the best possible, you know, marketing slash testimony uh, that you can have is posting successful transactions and letting people know that you do successful transactions. So we're going to use the closing as a success story in whatever way possible. And it is a lot easier if you're there. But if you're not there, there's still plenty of ways to do it. Now, my next bullet point here is closing gifts. So at the mortgage calculator, you know, we have the automated closing gift bot where, you know, it's going to contact your client after they're closing and it's going to ask them to answer some questions. And then it's going to curate a custom uh, gift box for them. And it's going to send them that gift box uh, that has our logo on it and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, you're, you're going to end up sending them a, a custom gift and it's pretty cool. You know, they answer the questions and it kind of formulates this custom package for them and it has little cool things in it. Uh, and so that happens automatically here at the mortgage calculator. And so, you know, that's definitely a powerful thing, some type of closing gift. And of course, this is going to arrive, you know, maybe two weeks or so probably after they're closing. 
And so while when we congratulate them and thank them at closing or directly after closing, of course, we're going to, you know, ask for referrals again. Thank you for trusting me with your transaction. I would love to, you know, help anybody out that, you know, all that kind of stuff we talked about on the referral training. But after they receive the closing gift is a great time to follow up. And what you'll see is sometimes clients will follow up with you when they get the closing gift and say, hey, that was really thoughtful. I appreciate it. Well, what better time to ask for a referral again than then, right? And if they don't contact you, contact them and say, hey, just wanted to make sure that, you know, you received the closing gift. I hope that you liked it, you know, and follow up with them. And those points in which we're doing something for them are always the best best to ask for referrals, right? That first point is we just close the deal for them, right? So that's a great chance to ask for referrals. And then that second follow-up when they receive their gift is another point where we provided something of value to them and we're asking for something in return, which is referrals, uh, you know, if, if they have them or when they ever come across them. So Closing gifts are great. Following up after the closing gift is great and asking for referrals. Now, the last thing here on the list is be ready for post-closing. Now, I, you know, we talked about just on the last slide, a loan is not closed until it's closed and funded and it can even unclose. And so you need to be ready for post-closing conditions. Uh, you know, these loans will have post-closing conditions at times. You may be asked to follow up with the borrower to get, you know, an updated pay stub or, you know, something like that. So there are post-closing conditions that sometimes you do need to help with. You need to be available. You need to understand that even though your loan may have closed, there are still conditions in order for it to be purchased. And so there, it's not done until it's done, right? Technically, a loan isn't really done until, you know, the EPO expires, which is usually six months, right? I mean, if they sell the house or refinance, then we get an EPO. And no matter what company you're at, when an EPO comes in, everybody has to give back their commission, right? So it's really not done until it's done, done, which is it's closed, it's funded, and it hasn't had an EPO in whatever amount of time that that program requires for an EPO to expire, right? So it's not a super easy, okay, cool, schedule the closing, we're done, give me, my, give me my check. It's much more than that. So be ready for post-closing conditions and also be ready for, you know, be aware of post-closing cures, right? That's another thing that can happen is, you know, cures coming in that we get hit for, that you get hit for, as a loan officer, we get hit for as a company there where there were mistakes, things went wrong when it's being reviewed after post-closing. They see that some kind of COC wasn't sent out or some kind of fees were listed improperly. And so at that point, there can be cures and we can get hit with cures, right? So be careful and understand it's, it's, it's a long process and as anyone in this business, your commission isn't actually earned until that EPO is expired, right? So you're essentially, you know, in this business being, you know, advanced a commission, but it's that commission isn't actually earned fully until the 
early payoff expires, which is typically about six months. So there's much more that, you know, just want to get that across that there's much more here than just saying, hey, it closed or hey, it's about to close and I'm checked out and I'm good to go. This entire, this is an entire two slide, 10 bullet point presentation of things that are after what we just talked about as far as like, oh, cool, the the loan's clear to close, right? We're still far from closing that transaction. We're still far from funding that transaction. We're far from making sure that it passes all QC and post-closing and, you know, that the EPO is not going to expire. Now there, uh, or the EPO does expire, excuse me. Now that's another reason why we need to be a consultant to our clients is EPOs. And I'm going to do a, a training on this as well. But while we're talking about it here, uh, an early payoff is, you know, where the entire commission is clawed back, right? So if your client sells their home or refinances their home within six months, typically, for most loan programs, then there's going to be an EPO and, you know, nobody's going to get paid on that loan. So that's important for us from the beginning to be a consultant to our client and make sure they understand that. Make sure they're not planning on selling the house in a few months. Make sure they're not planning to refinance it again in three months. Now, especially right now where the rates are so high, this is something we need to be aware of because I don't believe they're going to downtick greatly in the very near future. But if rates do go down, whenever that happens, if you had just closed a loan in the 8%, which is what we're in now, unfortunately, and rates start dropping considerably, you know, you could close a loan in the eights, rates go down into the sevens, and your client is going to want to probably refinance right? You know, maybe they're only three months into it. And that past three months, the rates were dropping. It's very important that your client understands what's going to happen, right? Another thing is loans can be, you know, not purchased because people just list it. Even listing your home for sale will trigger EPOs as well. So make sure your client isn't planning on turning around and selling the property. Make sure your client isn't planning on turning around and refinancing it as soon as possible. And just make sure to inform your client on these things too. You can also make your client understand, hey, you know, I, I want to make sure because you know that that myself and my company will get a penalty and, you know, we will have to owe money if you end up doing these things. So before we go through with this, you know, I want to make sure that you understand that this isn't something to just do right now. And then in a couple months, find another solution, right? Even if they refinance again with you, you're still going to get an early payment uh, or early payoff penalty on the first loan. So it does no good, right? You're going to lose one entire commission to make another commission. And you're, and then that's, there's also laws involved in this as well. So we got to be very careful when we're consulting our clients, making sure they understand how this thing, how these things work. Some clients, if you don't speak to them, they will do these things and not even know that it's that it's a problem, right? It's a big problem for us, for the investor, for the loan officer. When somebody sells or refis within six months of closing a loan, it's a huge problem for everyone. And uh, your client needs to understand that. If you never told your client that and consulted them on this, then there's nobody to be mad at, right? You can't even be upset. 
because clients don't know how this works. It's not their responsibility to know how everything is going to fall apart if they do something as simple as listing their property for sale within the next six months, right? So make sure that they understand how everything works and make sure that that's not their intentions because if their intention is to refinance or sell at all anytime soon, we need to reconsider this entire transaction and what we're doing here, right? This loans are not just to do for a short-term couple months, uh, you know, solution to something, right? Uh, unless it's maybe a fix and flip or whatever, but that's not really what we're discussing here. So to go back here, just as a recap, when it comes to closing, we need to manage our borrower's expectations from the beginning of the process. We need to be involved in, you know, making sure we know when the closing is, where the closing is, <coughs> Excuse me. We want to attend the closing if possible. If we can't attend, this is so important. Make sure we're available. You cannot go on vacation and say, oh, sorry, I was out of the office and you have a closing exploding at the closing table, right? You can't just ignore things. You can't say, oh, I was, you know, whatever the case may be. You must, must be available by phone, text, email, all three methods in case something is happening. You need to be checking your email all day that day. I know I have a closing going on. Is anything coming around from the client or from title or issues or whatever the case may be? So we're going to be available no matter what. Maybe we can't attend, but we're going to be available, you know, remotely. And remember, just as we talked about, it's not done till it's done. Closed, funded, EPO expired. So we, the more we're involved, the less issues that are going to arise from this. And then once we're closed, want to congratulate the client, thank them, ask for referrals, all that kind of good stuff. We want to try to get something to, even if you don't have a picture, you can still post on your social media, just the, the text of, I'm so happy that I was able to help you know, you don't have to say their name, right? You don't want to say their name, but uh, unless they gave you permission, but you know, I'm so happy I was help the, able to help this family purchase a home in, uh, you know, Michigan, uh, you know, congratulations to them. Or, you know, I, I love doing my job. I love helping clients. Congratulations to them. So we're going to try to use it as some sort of success story. A picture of them holding up the keys at the title company and stuff is always, always works best right? But you don't necessarily have to have that. And then at the mortgage calculator, we're going to initiate that closing gift once it closes and send them the EVA bot. And it's going to ask them for, you know, their interest. And it's going to curate a little gift package to them and send them the gift package with our logo on it and stuff. And so, uh, you know, you can follow up with them, make sure they got the gift. Hopefully they liked it. And at that time, it's another perfect time to ask for referrals. And we're just going to be aware that we may receive post-closing conditions from the closing department. And we just need to be ready to assist once the deal is closed. We're not just like hands off. If the post-closing needs an updated pay stub or whatever it may be, you know, you need to be available and reach out to your client and also make sure that your client understands that, that, hey, I know we closed the loan, but we do we are still going to need documentation. And it says that in their closing papers and stuff as well. It tells them, hey, you know, there, there may be things that we need after this closing and you do need to adhere to them or we could unclose the loan, right? So again, managing expectations of your borrowers, making sure that they understand, hey, just because you closed the loan and you got the keys to your house, there 
there could still be issues, right? If you don't, if you just ignore us and don't provide us with the post-closing documents we need, then you your loan could unclose, right? So very important there. All right. I don't see any questions here. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Not really a challenge for you here today because we're talking about closing and post-closing. I just want to make sure that everyone is aware of these things. So usually I like to give you a, a challenge to take away with today, but just understand all of these factors. And the first bullet point is always the most important, which is managing expectations all the way through the process, being a consultant to our borrower. And as long as we do that, the chances of having any issues on closing, post-closing, EPOs, all of that is going to be reduced drastically just from us doing our job in a, in a professional and manner and being a professional consultant to our clients. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Remember we do at 12 p.m. Eastern every weekday, but this Monday is a holiday, so we won't be doing Monday. So the next time I will see everybody is Tuesday, 12 p.m. Eastern for the next episode of the Loan Officer Sales Training. Everybody have a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in.